Welcome in the Bill Michaels Show. We are on on this Monday, a green and gold Monday. Packers on the uh, field tonight, Monday night football out in Las Vegas, out at the Giant Roomba, and uh, hopefully the Packers get a win. It was a nice weekend. Uh, you've got Bucks basketball is back. They took on the Bulls. You've got to the Badgers getting a win over Rutgers. Uh, not overwhelmingly impressive, but a win's a win, man. You just keep stacking success, and you kind of go from there, and you build on your first year as the head coach, which is what Luke Fickle is doing, and and uh, you know, you see what happens. You know, you just hopefully continue to get better throughout the season. A big shout out to UW Lacrosse, drilling a 51-yard field goal, a walk-off field goal to knock off UW Whitewater locally in the WEAC over the weekend. So you got that, and uh, you've got, uh, like I mentioned, the, the Packers back tonight. So a lot of good stuff. Don't forget the Green and Gold postgame show live immediately tonight after the contest. We're going to be right here breaking it all down for you and uh, and talking about uh, what we have witnessed. So big weekend in the NFL, too, speaking of what we witnessed. Uh, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff this weekend. Uh, some upsets. Uh, nobody other than really Philadelphia and uh, the, the 49ers Nobody's really running away with anything at this point. Um, so it's been a pretty competitive NFL season, and it's an exciting NFL season right now. Uh, in the meantime, in the meantime, uh, the Packers back at it this evening. Is this a must-win game? Is this a must-win game? I say yes, and here's the reason why. Because, one, Las Vegas is not a very good football team. Two, They got their ass handed to them by the Detroit Lions. You have to have a better showing. And three, in the last two, maybe two and a half games, the Packers have played awful football, except for maybe a quarter, one quarter and 12 minutes. The comeback against the Saints and then what sign of heart they had against the Lions. But for the most part, they played terrible football. I mean, terrible pre-snap penalties, lackluster tackling, not in the right place at the right time. Just can't figure it out. Uh, You know, offensive line has uh, allowed pressure, can't run the football. I mean, I can go on and on. We've all seen it. I don't need to go over every detail and every, you know, check every box to say this is all that's been bad. You know, Jordan Love, since really the opener has looked decent, but not good. Um, So, I, I mean, like I said, we can go on and on. But... I think you've got to win tonight because otherwise things begin to spiral. You lose on the road against a bad football team, things begin to spiral. That's just my opinion. Is this is this a must win, Grant, in your mind? A must a must win, probably not. Like if they if they lose a one score game, it's not going to be the end of the world. But they absolutely can't come out and, and be blown off the ball like they were against Detroit or, or play a really poor three-quarter. Look at it this way, Bill. They're the much better team, and they're supposed to be much better coached, and they're coming off a 10-day's rest. 11 days, really, because right. it's Monday Night Football. So they should be dialed in, and they should look great tonight. And if they don't, there's a big problem. That's my that's one of my points, is that they've had this 10-day rest, plenty of time to start to get healthy and figure things out. And if they look bad tonight, uh, I'm going to, and especially defensively, I'm going, and I, I don't usually call for, 
I don't usually call for coaches' heads midseason, but if they look defensively bad again tonight, one of two things. Either they don't have the horses to get it done or the guy running it is a moron. I just I, I just look at that. So, anyway, that's kind of what I'm hoping to, to witness tonight is a defense that comes back and plays inspired football. And, again, uh, after watching what the 49ers did to the Dallas Cowboys last night and, and the way they were popping pads, and I mean tenaciously popping pads, if I don't see some kind of tenaciousness, tenacity, whatever you want to call it, out of uh, out of the, the the Packers tonight, I'm going to be disappointed, big disappointed. Let's go to John. John, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Oh, it's pretty good. Um, I had a couple things. One, uh, here's some statistics uh, with uh, AJ Dillon. He tends to do better towards the winter or like getting towards the colder months. I don't know why it could just be the hitting. Nobody likes to hit his heart or like tackle mm-hmm. when you got somebody coming at you. Um, and then uh, some of the things I'm excited and nervous about excited uh, that Stokes, Jair Alexander and Russell Douglas will actually be uh, playing. Right. So that, that I am excited got... about because I want to see with uh, with the with the defensive backs, if you get Stokes back and he comes back to playing close to what he did prior to the injury, going back to his rookie season when Jair was out, I mean, he had a hell of a rookie season. He showed a ton of promise. And if you get him and Jair in that secondary playing well, then maybe things begin to really – to, to be to change we'll say back there uh but man oh man oh man i <laughs> i hope that they're able to figure it out defensively because i just i want to see a team that the packers have actually hit somebody and, and start popping pads a little bit more often I, that's what i'm wondering yeah the one the one thing i'm sort of nervous about is the offensive line hopefully they can play better starting the game Yep. Because it didn't seem like they were – the first half they couldn't do anything. And then in the second half, I don't know what happened. They probably got a good talking to or something. They started doing um, good in the second half. I think the offensive line after a week off uh, probably has the ability to kind of, you know, I guess become cohesive. I mean, the fact that you haven't had Cullen, or uh, Elton Jenkins, the fact that you haven't had – David Bakhtiari, guys were thrown into the mix at the last minute, so to speak. I mean, I understand all of that. It takes a, it takes a little while to become relatively cohesive. So I agree with you. I hope that this week, with everything being somewhat settled, that uh, in guys in their position, I, that this thing will look better. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. Eight seven seven. Appreciate the phone call. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, this is from Ricky. Ricky says, um, I think that Stokes coming back better be used in man-up situations. He was better in that position than he was in playing the slot. Um, well, if you're, if it depends on how you're going to use him. Are you going to use him in a zone? Are you going to put him in press man? Or what are you going to do? You know, because remember, Joe Barry, he, for the most part, he likes to play like his own coverage. 
and he does not always it's even with Jair he does very rarely does he play press man when he has with Jair Jair has not fared well this season we gave you the numbers last week where quarterbacks are through quarterback rating against Jair is like 153 right now and they've been able to you know hit against him more often than not Stokes has at least a little bit of hands if Stokes comes back at least maybe um with the hands that he has he's a little bit better at picking the football um Maybe you get an interception or two, something a little bit better than what you've had. So I would hope that if Stokes comes back and he's really healthy, he's really on point, energized, that maybe he ends up, you know, pulling one down. Who knows? Because if if you have success with Jair, say, against Devontae, okay, and you have that success, then maybe they don't throw at Devontae. Maybe they go in a different direction and Stokes becomes opportunistic in that sense. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's go to uh, Bruce listening to us in Madison. Bruce, how are you doing today, man? What's up? You're doing great, Bill. How about yourself? I'm doing good today on a Monday. Good. Yeah, bright, crisp, sunny day out here today. Hey, a mm-hmm. couple, couple things. Uh, a, I, I do think it's a must-win win game, but much more for the coaches than I think for Jordan Love. Uh, because I think their coaching has been pretty horrendous all the way around. I, I can't understand how you come out in the uh, start of the game and try to throw 15-yard passes. I, I don't really quite get why they're not trying to uh, help Jordan out by running some short short passes. Uh, so I really think it's on the coaches at this point. The defense has been horrendous, and I, I you've heard me before rail against Joe Barry. I think he's Mm-hmm. The worst coach, coach in the league. Um, he never has his players in position. I think he's terrible at coaching young players. And, you know, if you're crashing the edge like Rashawn Gary, you can't have it both ways. If you're going to uh, contain that edge, then bring a linebacker up. I don't care how many uh, tackles the guys get if they're seven, eight yards down the field. They're not even right. bringing anybody up into the box. It's just it's crazy how – dysfunctional this this defense is and how the lack of adjustments that uh, Joe Barry makes horrible coach yeah no I don't I'm not a fan of go ahead ahead. Uh, the question I have uh, because there's none of this has to do with uh, refereeing uh, to to blame anything on the refs for the Packers uh, uh, getting bad calls that type of thing because no matter how many bad calls there might have been the Packers weren't going to win because they just have not been playing well but Um, I've been noticing around the league, you know, sometimes they call it when the defender uh, doesn't turn back, but there were at least three call, three plays against the Lions where the defender was right in the deep face, never looked back the ball, and made the tackle. Have they changed that face guarding rule? Yes. Um, yeah, they did. You can you can okay. face guard. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah. that explains that to me and why the lack of calls. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was a call made yesterday that I thought was ludicrous. If they've changed the rules, then be consistent about how you call. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They pretty much have t- now. You can't interfere by grabbing, touching, whatever, uh, and such. But if you can just get your arm, yes. as long as you're tr- attempting to defend the ball, it, you, then it's not face guarding. Okay, that makes sense. And I do think uh, you know you made a point uh, a while back about. The receivers need to be able to go and fight for that ball. Uh, uh-huh. I agree. 
they they need to fight for that ball in every way that they possibly can and, and get it in their arms and pull something. Nope, we're losing them. I appreciate the phone call. Let, let's because he's breaking up. But no, I the, the receivers at times this season I have seen passes thrown where. They've stopped in their tracks, and you've got defenders coming up and over your back or around you or what have you, and they're not coming back to fight for the football, and which was the point that he was bringing up. You want to see that as well. I completely agree. 877-867-1670. Is tonight a must-win game for the Green Bay Packers? Is tonight a must-win? Be And going back to the reasons why, I want to see the defense play aggressive. I want to see what they've got. I don't want to see them just get just beat up like we've seen over the last couple of weeks. I want to see this offense play actually four quarters of football. At least give me three quarters of football instead of 12 minutes of football, which is what we've seen over the last couple of games. Um, this team, for, for lack of a better term, has been garbage for the first three quarters of the last two games. It's bad. It's bad football. It's drops. It's miscues, it's bad defense, big plays, staying on the field too long. I mean, this defense, we went through the numbers. You know, this defense needed to be top ten. They're nowhere near it, nowhere near it. For all the talk about all the talent of everything that it is they have, nowhere near top ten. Again. And for so you can talk about Jordan Love, okay, and what he's is or isn't and the offensive side of the football. But we're right back to, again, looking at a defense. First of all, I will say the defense has been on the field too much because the offense hasn't done crap. It's not, quote, to use Matt LaFleur's term, complimentary football. It sucks. But this defense is is weak. It's weak. After watching good, solid defenses play over the weekend, this defense is weak. It's soft. It's tissue paper, man. It just is. They don't hit. They don't intimidate. There is nothing about this defense. Maybe Rashawn Gary. Maybe Rashawn Gary. There's nothing about this defense that scares you. There's nobody. There's no Micah Parsons coming off the edge. There's nobody up the gut that's going to knock you out. There's no. You don't have the overwhelming athleticism of a guy that can can not only defend a pass by jumping in the face of the quarterback, but also could come up with a football all in one motion. You don't have any of that. And tonight I want to see the defense do something, anything. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. It is game day. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. And a big question, which I'm also tired of seeing in the NFL, would you outlaw it? I would. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. 
hurry. Take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031 Welcome back. If you are a veteran, if you are a military member, and if you are looking for a home, a refi, uh, and maybe you're looking for zero down payments, no PMI, some better credit requirements, that's our friends at Veterans America because they, as they say, want you to own the land that you defend. And they really do mean it. James Mercado and the gang over there, just really, really good people. And uh, he puts his money where his mouth is. He really does do <coughs> excuse me, anything and everything he can to help veterans and uh, make sure that they get a piece of the dream, and that is owning your own home, owning your own land. 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. Again, 262-745-3333, and that is Veterans America. And you can, uh, you can see his stuff there. Um, is this... A must-win game coming up tonight. Is this a must-win game? By the way, Eric Branch coming up at the bottom of the hour, just an FYI. Um, your parents are in Vegas, Grant? Yeah, they're there. There's so many people in, in Vegas for this Packer game. But, yeah, my parents there. My dad was just sending me some pictures and stuff. Okay. So, there. 95... Now tell me the story because I'm reading this as you know I'd I'd seen you sent me an instant message, ninety five thousand for a condo. Yeah, my uh, so my parents are out there with my aunt and uncle, and they have a friend. They have a family friend who has a condo out there, and okay. rented it for the weekend of the Formula One race for ninety five thousand dollars just for that weekend. Rented it ninety five k. Holy crap and i thought of last week when you asked vic tafer who who joined us to talk raiders from the athletic you're like hey the super bowl is coming are people amped and he's like eh. mostly people are talking about the formula one race okay so that that starts to make sense right <laughs> that, okay that tracks i uh <coughs> now i uh i i've seen some pictures because i got a couple of friends that are out there right now that are, went out for the game and i saw some pictures of the strip first of all <laughs> The strip is enormous. It used to be where you just walk the strip and you went, you know, hotel to hotel. Now it's like you got to get a cab. It's it's a pretty decent sized walk. Secondly, you can't hardly see like the the fountains at the Bellagio. You can't see them. They're completely like covered from the street because the F1 stands have been built. They built foundations for these things down the strip. I mean, I don't even know the amount of money and infrastructure they put into this Formula One race to to rate. And I think it's a month away. I think it's in November if I'm not mistaken, but the money they've put into this, I, I, I can't even begin to fathom, but they believe that the, because the Formula One fans that follow, they have money. And I was told, uh, a friend of mine went to the gaming table. He's a, uh, he, he's a uh, roulette player. He said, Bill, the tables are minimum of 50 bucks. I said, what? He said, yeah, on the strip, the tables right now are, he said, if you go to a, a casino or two off strip, they're better. He said, but I couldn't even, I couldn't even afford to gamble. 
because the the money they're asking for some of this stuff is so crazy right now. I, I said it's all because of the the Formula One. He said people are here already that are going to stay for like a month. These sheiks and people from overseas that are going to make like a month stay out of it. He said it's unbelievable. Uh, he said I've never seen anything like it. Like Vegas can charge. It used to be you get a hotel room for thirty five bucks a night because you would go gamble. And you get free drinks because you would gamble. They'd make a ton of money. Now they're charging more than premium for the rooms, more than premium for the drinks. And, oh, by the way, the gambling is so much more money than you've ever even th- – I, I was never a big Vegas goer to begin with. I liked – do. I years ago I did a show out at the Bally's uh, when Bally's first opened their sports book. And they used to have us out on a yearly basis. This goes back to the early, mid-'90s. And we would go out for like four years in a row. We went out. And did our show out there. But that's all we did. I, I wasn't a big gambler, so I wasn't heading to the casinos every night. And then I was out there one other time, and that was my my stepson got married. And so we went out there for the wedding. And that was it. That's the only other times I've really hung out in Vegas. All my friends go, and they're like, oh, this is great. And all I ever hear about is lost a ton of money, drunk as hell coming home, had to scramble just to get to my flight, threw up on the flight, peed my pants, came home. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I'm like, who the hell wants to do that? So I, I'm i looking forward to going to Vegas for Super Bowl, but I can't imagine what it's going to be like for the Super Bowl with what they're charging right now for the uh, the prices that are starting to go up for the F1 race. And, Grant, it makes it for 95000 for a condo for a weekend is crazy because we got a four-bedroom home that's 12 minutes from the Strip, My myself, Mike, uh, Erica, who's our floor producer for Super Bowl, Kristen goes with us, and if you're going to go with us. But we got this four-bedroom home, and we got it for 12 days for 2500 bucks. So I, I, I can't imagine what some of these people are charging right now. But then again, they, they I don't know if they realize that that was the same week as Super Bowl that we rented it, but once you're locked in, you're locked in. But, yeah, it's like crazy, man, the money that they're charging out there right now. Well, I had a, a a friend when I worked in lacrosse, one of my coworkers, big F1, him and his wife watch F1 every Sunday. They have a glass of champagne because F1 kind of caught on because of this Netflix show, right? That came right. out two or right. three years ago, Drive to Survive. Exactly. And I was talking to my coworker, his name was Ken. He's like, oh, yeah, we've been into it forever. And I was kind of asking questions about it. And um, it's very much a sport that you get dressed up. It's like horse racing, but with cars, yes. kind of you get dressed up and you drink champagne and he was telling me about some of the concessions and stuff that you get. It's just insane. Like rich people who just need to spend money on the fanciest, right. nicest sport with all of the nicest amenities. It's pretty wild. I bet it would be really cool to see. I can't afford it, um, but it right, would be cool right. to be there just to to see what the, the crowd is like and what everything is like. It's fascinating to me. It is uh, the F1, the way it was described to me when I was talking about F1 possibly coming to Road America, they said it would never happen because just the – the money alone that's it, it takes for the the sanctioning fee is ridiculous, and they could never afford to do it. But they said that that and IMSA are the two tours that have nothing but loads of people with fu money, just money on top of money on top of money, that type of thing, just money. So yeah, I I I get it. Um, it's it's. It's attracting a different level of clientele than I am not in the same ballpark or stratosphere thereof. So uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, bottom of the hour. Eric Branchek is going to join us coming up next. We're going to talk with him about what he hopes to see tonight. Does he feel this is a must-win game? And another question I have, should it be barred? And I am all in favor of the NFL taking another look at the whole tush push thing. I am done with it. 
Uh, I know some people love it, but I look, I don't mind if you have one guy on you, but now lining up linemen and such behind a quarterback, three linemen and then pushing them through, I think is that's outside of the, the spirit, if you will, of what you're supposed to be when it comes to running backs and quarterback sneaks. Uh, so I am ready to outlaw the tush push. Uh, I really am. Maybe maybe have one guy behind you, but not three offensive linemen with five offensive linemen up front. And I just I'm not in favor of that. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette joining us next on the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. A big one coming up tonight. Packers back at it. Monday night football out in Vegas. And uh, to me, it's a must-win game. To me, it's a must-win game. Why? Because uh, this team has not played good football in a while. They've played basically a one-quarter and 12 minutes of good football in the last two games. And for the most part, that's been about it. Otherwise, it's been pretty much atrocious football. Joining us now, Eric Branchek. Uh, the Green Bay Press Gazette, and uh, you can find him over on uh, Twitter or X at Eric Branchek One. Uh, Eb, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh man, what a lovely Monday morning! Huh? It, right? it felt really strange to not get up at four a.m. and start looking at game tape, but uh, <clears throat> that's what uh, that's what tomorrow's for, I guess. It so is uh, to me. It's a must-win game tonight. Is it a must-win for you? I think week five saying it's a must win is might be a little bit uh, too strong for me, but it is a must play good, especially on the defense. And that's, that's the whole key. The defense has got to perform. And um, we all know that the offense is going to struggle. We all know that they got young receivers and they're making young receiver mistakes. Those things are happening. We know it's going to take time, but there is no excuse for that defense to be playing as garbage-like football as they're playing right now. Absolutely. I completely agree. We kept hearing about all the talent, everything that's been accumulated, who is good, and you start going through it individually, and you think Rashawn Gary pretty solid, Kenny Clark pretty solid, Avante Wyatt looks like he uh, started to step up at the end of the season. And you start to go through all this, and you're like, man, this is a pretty good defense. And then you watch them play. You watch uh, defensive backs run away from tackles instead of getting their nose in there. You watch uh, you know, defensive players that overshoot gaps. They don't set edges. They play terrible football out of place. And then they watch a lot of guys go downfield, and, yeah, they make tackles, and Quay Walker's making tackles, but he's 
finding it seven, five, seven, ten yards downfield. And this defense is just soft, for lack of a better term. And I tweeted it out last night. Watching last night that uh, that 49ers defense, and look, I, I know they've got players, but watching them with the tenacity with which they play, popping pads the way they did, we haven't seen that here in a long, long, long time. Well, uh, late 90s, I would say. You know, that's when yeah. that's when they had the boys there in town, and they were doing it. You know, that was that was some defense. Unfortunately, Fritch is long gone, and uh, you know they they've struggled on that side of the ball for a long time. And, and and really, the identity of that defense right now is we're just going to react. There's no attack. We just react, and and I, that's just not how you know. You saw it last night with the Niners. I mean, those guys are attackers. Those guys are attacking the ball. They're attacking the line of scrimmage. And not only that, you just see a different level of effort. And, and that's the, the part that is frustrating for me is the level of effort and the continual mistakes that are the same. I mean, you, you make the same mistake over and over. Eventually, you got to learn. Or nobody's pushing the buttons. So, you know, you got to look at that a little bit, too, and um, – I certainly do, and, and you know, it, 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 I realize it's a it's a player's game at now, you know, and you you got a bunch of millionaires in that locker room. It's probably pretty hard to to come down hard on them, but you got to find a way to do it. I get all the time that well, it's no big deal because they're a young team and they're in a rebuild. I, to me, that's a load of crap. The only area that they're young at is the wide receiving core. Obviously, their quarterback is relatively inexperienced, but he's been in the league now three years and studying behind one of the best. Yes, I understand their tight ends are young, but you've got guys on the offensive line that have been around. There's no rookies on this offensive line. There's no rookies backing up the offensive line. There's, you've got a veteran group of guys back there at the, uh, at the running back position. And Kenny Clark is not a rookie. T.J. Slayton is not a rookie. Devontae Wyatt, second year. Rashawn Gary was fourth year now. Devondre Campbell's not a rookie. Quay Walker's second year. Preston Smith is not a rookie. He's a veteran. So is Rasul Douglas, Rudy Ford, Darnell Savage, Jair Alexander, and Kayshawn Nixon. Tell me why this team is considered in a rebuild and so young. Oh, it's just looking at the offense. I mean, that's where, they're, that's where they're, the, the discussion point is. is they are, and there are. They, they, the offense is fairly young. And it's fairly inexperienced. But on the defensive side of the ball, now this is the second year in a row that <clears throat> they have accumulated a fair amount of talent and they have guys that are playing better, but they continue to struggle. Why is that? Right. I, 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 mean, I, I think I have a pretty good idea, but, you know, the reality is, is that they play this, they play cover two, cover four. That, that's what they're going to do. You rarely see them with one man high and, and, Quite frankly, I don't know if that's going to help bringing a safety down in the box because neither one of them can tackle. So why right. does it make a big? So why do it? And that might be what they're at right now. It's like, hey, listen, we can't. We, you know, our safeties aren't good at tackling in the alley, so we're just going to keep them back and hopefully we they make a mistake or throw. You know, and we're going to we're we're going to let them move the ball down into the from the twenty to twenties and then pack it in there when they get to the twenty yard line. Hopefully, we get lucky. That's just not my way of doing it. You know, I think you got to come after them and you got to you got to take. You look at the offensive strength and you make that their weakness. And this, the way that this defense plays can't do that. And that's, that's the problem. I, uh, I look at a lot of different guys uh, that are rookies right now. And look, 
you know, Garrett Wilson was a guy who was uh, the first New York Jet to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year since uh, the inception in 67. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, both playing extremely well. Why can't Jordan Love play as well as C.J. Stroud? Does he not have the same amount of, uh, of talent? Jamar Chase was an incredible wide receiver. I mean, you can go through the list of rookies that were great, and the Packers keep acquiring these guys, and we keep saying, well, give them time, they're young. I get it, but second year, you're, you're not young anymore. You're a veteran. You've been through the rigors of the NFL. You know what it takes. You know the system, unless, of course, you've had a coaching change in some way, shape, or form, which the Packers haven't. This whole thing about, well, we're going to give them a bunch of excuses, to me is a bunch of built-in reasons why they're not going to succeed. Touche. Absolutely. You know, you can't – that was my point that I was trying to softly make was someone's got to be able to push the, push the button. If you don't have a coaching staff that has enough strength to tell guys you have to stop making the same mistakes over and over again, then you got to move. You got to get someone in there that can. And I, and, and it's a challenge because you got a bunch of millionaires and you got to try and tell them what to do. Well, they don't want to listen to you it's on, in some occasions, you know? So the, the reality is they have to find a way <clears throat> to stop the mistakes. And if you can't stop the mistakes, then maybe you got to look at going a different direction. And I'm not saying that you got to go out and fire these guys. I'm just saying, listen, we've seen this now for several years. This mistakes keep happening. Continual mistakes, continual mistakes, continual mismanagement of the clock. Continual looks like just silly decisions at times. Eventually, you know what? The rubber's got to meet the road at some point, shape or form. It's got to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then you know, then you're going to be really rebuilding. So the, old, the, the, the deal is that the, the, the D coordinator, the head coach, has got to be able to have a heavy hand and demand that these things stop and allow them to get better because you continually make the same mistakes. And I watch it every single week on defense, every single week. The wide receivers are not – they're just making stupid young decisions. But at some point, you, you can't make these – you can't keep making them. You got to see it on. You got to see it in the game. You see it on on paper on your iPad, and then you see it in the video. And if you still can't make the make the connection, then you got to look at: is it the teacher's problem or is the student just stupid? I mean, that's 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 the bottom line. That's why I keep thinking that this is a must-win or at least a must-play really good football because to see this team come out flat, to see this team make these unforced errors, the false starts or the the you know the the pre-snap penalties, uh, delay of game penalties, you know, unnecessary timeouts and then when I watch a defense play that's getting basically trucked. Now, granted, the defense has been on the field far too much. We can all agree on that because either, one, they can't get off the field to stop a drive, or, two, the offense isn't doing anything to help them out with long, sustained drives either. Uh, but I, 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 at this point, watching them get there, and I went back and watched that Detroit game over the weekend. That, that was an ass-kicking. They sh- that, that was like you should be ashamed of even putting the film on at that point. It, it had to be an incredibly hard film study the very next day because they just got beat. They got beat in the trenches. They had guys running from ta- – Jair Alexander, now granted this happened a couple of weeks ago, but I, I kind of highlighted that. He's running alongside the tacklers. He's not trying to help. And we've seen this from a couple of different guys. We saw this from also Valentine where he got dump trucked. And he ended up running alongside, not trying to make a tackle. Defensive backs that don't want to tackle. Darnell Savage that p- tries to push guys to the ground rather than sticking his nose in there to try to actually bring somebody down. Guys that are kind of like diving at their feet 
to slap their feet and not really tackle and hit. It's like, who the hell taught these guys how to play like this? Or is this what they're teaching them? Hey, don't put, don't risk your body and injury. Just try to knock the guy down if you can or trip him if you can't. You know what I mean? I totally know what you mean. And I sit there and do the same thing. Just grit your teeth and, you know, fortunate thing for you and I is we get to go publicly and start airing our dirty laundry out. But uh, right? the reality is, is, is that uh, it's got to stop. And, and, and I, I keep, as the season progresses, as we got through last season, and as the season progresses, and I'm just going to focus on the defense for a minute. If it doesn't get better, there's only two questions to ask. Is it the players or is it the coaches? That's it. There's, there's no in-between. So you either got to change what you're doing, and that's from a coaching standpoint, or you got to get a be- better players. And I would agree. I'm not so sure. I just think that if you're the, you know, I'm trying to dance around this very lightly. I mean, I'm sure you can tell, but the reality is, is that something has got to change in order for them to change. You can't keep doing the same thing every single day and expect it to change. That's a, That's the definition of insanity. And, and unfortunately that's what we're seeing. And they get up there and they talk their talk, but they're not changing the way they're doing things to be successful on the field. And unfortunately, it's it, it, it's got to happen soon or this season. I mean, no one expects anything out of this team this season anyway, so it, it's fine. But the track record has been last season, and that's carrying over into this season to not be good, sound, fundamental football. That it, it, and it's sound tackling team. So there's real, only two questions. Real, real quick before I let you go, and and that is, what do you want to see out of this offense tonight? I want to see those guys playing with a purpose, uh, especially in the trenches. It, they, they were not playing with a purpose. They were, it looked to me that on several occasions that they were just going through the motions. And that, to me, is very, very difficult to, to, to understand, especially with a bunch of young guys. You think if you're going to make a mistake, it better be darn good uh, and it better be a really aggressive mistake. To have a mistake that uh, – um, it looks like you, where you completely forget your blocking assignment. Those are not good mistakes, and that's that's not good. Um, the reality is, 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 as far as as you see it on the line of scrimmage, it's just, just got to play with a purpose. They got to play. It, I'm going to block this guy, and after I knock him down, I'm going to look at the next guy. And that needs to be the attitude, and that needs to be what you, what, what they're going to do to be successful, especially when you look at the, the poor running backs. You know, they don't are given a lot of chances. A there's some struggles there with the personnel, but, but if you open up enough holes long enough, even you or I can run through them. So mm-hmm. they, have to, they have to take the bull by the horns and they have to lead the football team um, and let, let Love give him the time because he's not bad when you give him time and he's, he's pretty good with his feet. So just give him the time and play with a purpose. Always good, Eric. Uh, we'll uh, look forward to talking to you real soon and breaking this game down tonight. Hopefully they play a lot better than what we've seen over the last couple of games. Well, yeah, it'll certainly make that staying up till 11 o'clock a lot easier. All right, buddy. So, Appreciate enjoy. it, bud. Talk Take to care. you soon. There Thank you go. You. That's Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes. Good stuff there. You can always read his stuff and see his breakdown with Pete Doherty uh, after the ball game. But uh, David says, gee, you're saying everything we, all us listeners – to you what pisses us all off <laughs> thank you okay i get it uh thomas says where's preston smith that's a good question that's a good question uh susie said it starts with coaching like children set the rules and to go from there uh everybody says this is a young team it's it's i 
it's young at some of the weapons. Beyond that, it's not. Offensively, I can give you a little bit of an excuse. because, But, again, it was a young team last year. And all we heard about was, oh, they can't get it done. But yet, when they started throwing the ball to Christian Watson, suddenly Christian Watson started catching passes. We've seen earlier this season, when you throw to Romeo Dobbs, you throw to some of the other wideouts, you throw to Luke Musgrave, you can move the football. Okay? You've got veteran running backs. So what what makes this team so bad? It's not like we're seeing a lot of drops and a lot of miscommunication. What we're seeing is, is a, a team that's getting their ass kicked in the trenches, and that's all veterans. That's all guys that have played at least a couple of years or more in the league. All of it. That's not a bunch of rookies up front. That's not a the, the defense is not young. The defense is old. It's veteran. That's an accumulation of a lot of supposed you know first round draft choice talent and they're not getting the job done. They're getting beat continuously and ugly because they fundamentally they suck and they can't tackle. And hopefully tonight they play a little bit better. Otherwise, tonight could be a bursting blood vessel in my mind this evening. 877-867-1670. If you're going to be out and about watching the game tonight, Boondocks, Barbecue Burgers and Brews on County Road K in Oconomowoc. They have the new store that's across the street, so you can go over there and buy some of the barbecue sauces and some of their different sauces and, and dressings and such as well. But they're going to be open tonight for the game, so if you want a place to go watch it, County Road K in Oconomowoc, boondocksbbqs.com. Don't forget, they cater as well. So if you've got an event, you got a party, need a food truck, whatever it happens to be, Boondocks, Barbecue Burgers and Brews, County Road K in Oconomowoc. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at Uh, tonight they got a uh, good menu going for Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill out on Pewaukee Lake. And uh, they're going to have the game on, obviously, and a lot of giveaways during the game and such. So if you're looking for a place to go tonight and you want to get out and about, maybe Lake Country, Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard. Uh, and uh, they uh, just this weekend they had a big meat raffle out there. They're always doing something charitable-wise, which is really cool. So uh, stop in and tell Ryan and the gang. We said hi, but they are the home of the pig porker sandwich. They've got terrific pizzas there. Every time I go there, I either get the chef salad or their buffalo chicken wrap. Both are fantastic. 
The chef salad is takes me back to when I was a kid, and I used to get them from uh, Bob Evans from years and years ago. That They had really good salads, but that's the closest thing that I can get to it. Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard in Pewaukee. Uh, this is from Jack. Jack says, uh, thanks for saying what all of us are thinking. Uh, this defense sucks. We keep hearing about all the talent that they have acquired, but yet they still can't put it together. Is the attitude of defense a trickle-down effect from the head coach, the defensive coordinator, or their position coaches? Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question. I think we look at – oh, man, that's a great question. It, it's – it's. you want to say it comes from the head coach, okay? You that, That's what you want to say. But really it's your position coaches, okay, that set the level and set the bar to what the defensive coordinator wants. So uh, – I, I don't want to sit here and go, well, it's, you know, 40% this and 30% that and 30% that. It, it, I think your team is a reflection of its head coach. And I think your head coach then sets the standard for the coaches beneath him. I, re- I really believe that. Now, there are players that play with a tenacity. I know people get pissed off at some of the antics of Quay Walker, but I'd rather have aggressive mistakes, stupid but aggressive mistakes, rather than passivity and accepting mediocrity or accepting getting beat. I know that sounds stupid, but I I, I just would. I'd rather have uh, a group of badasses that every now and then, you know, just lose their heads. You can't do it in key situations, obviously, but I'd rather have a group of badasses playing defense. It's a mentality, man. I've been It's just like special teams. Special teams is a mentality. You have to have almost a kamikaze mentality. You know? I can't believe it, but two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay tuned. Don't forget, coming up tonight, the Green and Gold postgame show immediately following... The Packers and the Raiders tonight on many of these same stations. And if you don't get it, then you better go to Facebook or you better go to YouTube. YouTube's a great way to get it. Or the Zone app, the Zone Madison, the Zone, Z-O-N-E Madison. But uh, go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show and subscribe because it's always unfiltered, baby. Unfiltered. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.